0: The new year is going to be here before we know it, isn't it? We can take 30 minutes to wrap our heads around how to use the next year to move forward with gratitude, cheerfulness, and momentum. That is, with motivation. You've found the Simply Convivial podcast, short but meaty episodes to help you banish overwhelm and perfectionism so you can manage family life cheerfully and competently. What is Convivial? Convivial means doing life together with joy. It's the home atmosphere that we want as moms, but it's not usually our default setting. As moms, we are the atmosphere of our home. And so we can choose joy and become the convivial tone in our homes. I'm Misty Winkler, homemaker and homeschooling mom and author of Simplified Organization, Learn to Love What Must Be Done. I'm here to help you organize your attitude and dig into the good work that God has called you to do in your home. I'm so glad you've joined me today. Today I have a clip from a member-only weekly seminar Last year was our third year of doing the Ready 5 annual planning process, and we're about to start the fourth year of the process because it is a member favorite. We often overthink our planning or overplan our year, but the Ready 5 worksheets help us get a lot out of a short amount of time of reviewing, planning, and preparing our minds for the coming year. The new year is a great time to assess where you're at and where you're headed. And so this seminar came from the last week of the Ready Five process, and I walk through what that final step looks like. Now, this is only about a third of the full seminar, but I did leave in parts for each of the five elements of the last week's worksheet, so you can get an idea of what we do. And if you want to know more about the Ready 5 process and how you can do it with us this year, then hang on to the end or find more information and a link in the description below. Now, grab a basket of laundry and let's dig in. Today, as when we talk about ready, it's actually not just about getting ready, but I made ready an acronym. So we're going to talk about five different things to be ready for the next year. Five things that we should include in our planning. So it's not just like what we have written down has to have all of these, but mentally, emotionally, we need to have these five things to be ready to put a plan into practice for the new year. I think we often actually think about planning as in having a plan in place. We spend this week between Christmas and New Year's. A lot of us, I spend this time putting a plan in place, making a plan, getting it all set up. We're going to move into the new year all fresh and all of that kind of thing. New word of the year, maybe, and a plan is more about practicing than putting it in place. It's so easy to fall into the trap of thinking if I plan it well enough, if I just have everything lined out in advance, then it will be easy to work in the next year. So all this setting up is what's going to make a difference. But the practicing makes way more difference than the placing. So the things that we're going to talk about today, the five pieces to be ready for the next year, are pieces for practicing the plan rather than putting the plan in place. So let's talk about all five. The first one for the R is repent to rejoice. So it's putting the repenting and the rejoicing together into one R because they do go together. And so often we think of them as separate. Like if I have to repent, then I'm definitely not rejoicing. I'm rejoicing when I think I don't have anything to repent of. They're kind of two different modes. When actually they do go together very closely because the real source of our rejoicing, the source of our joy is being forgiven and being in fellowship with God, which comes through regular repentance. But often instead of repenting, we operate more under guilt mode. And then we have things to do to get rid of the guilt, whether it's distraction or, you know, making up for it in some way. We try to deal with our guilt in ways other than simply repenting of it. And repentance is saying the same thing about the sin, as God says about it. So calling it what it is, naming it, and asking for forgiveness for it and turning away from it. So a big part of repentance, it's not just saying sorry, it's asking forgiveness for the sin, the same sin using the same words (laughs) that God would say, uh, which we learn from being in scripture. But we don't use modern euphemisms or our own little excuses. We actually call it out. When we just call it out and get forgiveness, we have forgiveness. That's what we need to be free. That's how we actually get cleansed. And that's how we actually turn away from it. And so I can be forgiven for it. And I can be free of it when I'm forgiven of it. So that's why repenting brings rejoicing, because when you call it out, you get forgiveness, you turn from the sin, the turning of the sin or turning away from the sin is rejoicing. You are forgiven, free, cleansed. You're able to operate in not a self-righteous mode, but a forgiven Mode, And that brings joy and rejoicing because we're not operating in trying to do everything in our own strength and power, which makes us frustrated and we feel like failures. But when we're operating in repentance mode, we are dependent on God and we are receiving his grace. So we are joyful. So then the second letter is edify, which it feels like a little bit of a stretch. I do like the word edify though. I like the word edify because there's the sense of, you know, edifying one another is building one another up. An edifice is a building. So edify is kind of like encouragement, encouragement with backbone. (laughs) It is moving for a purpose. Sometimes the word encouragement gets thrown around like you're just making people feel better, which it shouldn't mean that at all because encouragement means putting people in courage, like making them ready to take on whatever it is they're called to do, right? Encouragement is giving people courage, so that means that when you're encouraged, you have the courage to do what you want to do. It's so the same thing with edify, but there's a, it's used less, so there's a little bit less baggage with it, I think. Maybe I'm wrong, but to edify is to build up. And so if we think not just about how we can edify others, which we should be thinking about, but also, if if we look at our plan for the year and the habits that we're putting in place or the changes that we're going to make, we need to be sure to include the building blocks that we need to be built up. We are um, becoming built up in Christ. We are built together as the body of Christ corporately, and we're to edify one another, we're to be edified, which means to be strengthened and built up into something strong so what are the building blocks that we need to be strong more whole uh, to grow right If if a wall is being built it gets taller and taller and stronger and stronger so if we were a wall what would the building blocks be made up of what are the stones that make us stronger and taller going to church reading your bible praying reading cultivating friendships learning new things all of these things are ways that we can be built up so it's looking at where do i need to be built up where are my weak spots where am i really being um, called or pushed right now to be strengthened in different areas and what can i put into place to help me become more edified in those areas because as we ourselves are built up we will build others up as well and both directions play off of one another how many people here do a word of the year again or again how many Do a word of the year there is a channel in convivial circle for talking about choosing a word of the year i know last year it was super active so the d in ready the fourth thing is dare so that is the letter for goals but it can also encompass more than goals maybe maybe you're not a goals person and you don't want to set new year's resolutions or that kind of thing but even so you can look at where you're at now or the kinds of things you are anticipating happening in the next year and you can mentally prepare yourself for the challenges that are current in your life you may or may not write them out as goals for things you want to accomplish but maybe instead there is a certain challenge or trial or particular way you need to grow that's going to take courage. And you can think about that and you don't have to phrase it as a goal if you don't want to. There probably is a way that you can turn it into a goal, but it's really more of the choosing a form of writing something out that will give you something to latch onto and move forward in so maybe that's turning it into a goal maybe that's turning it into a vocation statement or just meditating on a word of the year that's going to help be a pillar or a reminder a touchstone watchword that will help you stay on target and remember the big picture. So the brain dump exercise for dare is to brain dump as you think through hopes, challenges, struggles, and desires for the coming year. And sometimes that exercise is really just about figuring out what you're already thinking, because it's easy for vague thoughts to stay in our head. And when we see them on paper, we're like, oh, actually I have a whole bunch of unrealistic expectations. And so we need to deal with that. We don't need to turn our unrealistic expectations into goals. We need to align those unrealistic expectations and cut them back or redirect them. So the brain dump part is really to become aware of what you're thinking about the coming year what are you looking forward to or what are you foreseeing and then how are you going to meet this year's challenges and that might help as you go through that process what might emerge are important actions that you need to take or areas you need to grow in or maybe a verse you need to memorize this year and really work on living out the final letter is Y in ready, and this is where the, the list goes unparallel. Again, all the others are verbs. It's just an interjection. It's not... Anyway, we won't go into grammar geek. The Y is yay, which might be unexpected, especially if you're newer around here. And it's usually not a part of what we put into our plans as we put them in place and definitely not as we practice them. But if we think about including, ending with, wrapping things up with, yay, a celebration, it helps us tune our hearts and our attention to gratitude to noticing the good things, to notice the wins and the progress, because what we do notice, we are more likely to repeat and get more of. So we need to uh, pull ourselves up out of critical mode, which can be really easy in this kind of planning season where we think about the coming year, You know, a lot of the exercises that we've done so far in Ready 5 are exercises that help us pull out of critical mode and fault-finding mode because we're only going to get more, we're only going to find more faults if we're in fault-finding mode and not grow stronger in the areas that are going to help us pull out of that. It's very easy to think that we're getting somewhere, if we're noticing all the things that are wrong. But noticing all the things that are wrong isn't constructive. So noticing that anything is wrong is only constructive. If we take that knowledge and do something about it, and we're going to be more effective at doing something about it. if. We are operating in gratitude mode. And if we know what does work for us, we know that we have made progress. And so that gives us hope and hope gives us momentum and encouragement, real encouragement, the kind of the kind of encouragement that makes us courageous enough to continue in the face of knowing. That there are plenty of faults to find, there are plenty of failures to note, but we don't stay stuck there. So even noticing them isn't a we we can't get into defeatist mode, which is so tempting and so easy. We need to turn it to hope, turn it to gratitude, and that's what the yay sums up for us with an exclamation mark. We need to notice what is working. We need to notice the good in our lives. Uh, And we need to recognize every step along the way is a step of progress and faithfulness. So if we want to keep forward momentum, we need to point ourselves toward gratitude noticing growth, celebrating what is happening. And I already said gratitude and gratitude again, moving forward in gratitude, which is a component of rejoicing. So in a way we are kind of doubling back to the beginning again with rejoicing. We are moving forward in hope, not pushing ourselves, kicking ourselves because we aren't good enough yet. Um, That's not motivation. And that's not ever going to turn into momentum or traction. So if we want momentum, we have to have hope and joy, which is summarized in the acronym as yay. yay. And that's it for this episode of the Simply Convivial podcast. Would you like to work through a process of wrapping your head around where you actually are in life right now and what needs your particular household has at this particular time so that you can move forward with clarity and wisdom? That's what the Ready 5 Annual Planning Process is all about. And we'd love to have you join us. We find that it is extra helpful to do in community, where we have to express our ideas and put them into words rather than let it rattle around in our head, and where we are encouraged and helped to think outside the box and our current thinking ruts by hearing what other people are doing and thinking. To do the Ready 5 annual planning process, just enroll in Convivial Circle. Ready 5 is a five week process and we start soon. So head over to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button to join us. You can find a link in the description below or go to simplyconvivial.com and click the green enroll button. And you can be sure that the Ready 5 annual review will help you make a plan that includes repenting rejoicing and repeating